Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Hi there, and welcome back to episode eight How to Overcome Negativity Bias and Why It's Holding You Back. Okay, Matt, let's talk about negativity bias. Now, you heard that phrase on a podcast you were listening to this week, didn't you? I did. So I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with Kevin Hart, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about the negativity bias, and it made me think about how much we all seem to focus on the negative more than the positive. That's why the news is generally full of negative news. You're rarely going to find feel-good stories, or if Mm. you do, they're often fleeting in the last few seconds of a news article. For the most part, the news is full of negative. You're most interested in what's happening with celebrities. (laughs) You're most interested in people falling apart and just the bad news in the world. Especially right now, especially, you know, when we're dealing with this pandemic as we record this. But yeah, I completely agree because ultimately negativity sells media, sells stories, sells books, everything you can imagine. And it's also interesting that it's part of our human nature. So today's episode, we're going to deep dive in. And as I said, the flip side of this title is why we believe it's holding you back, but also we're not going to leave you high try we're going to give you the strategies some strategies you can implement this week to overcome it reprogram that part of your brain that wants to keep you safe ultimately and that's the whole point of today's episode that negativity bias essentially means that your default will resonate higher with negative news or threats ultimately to your livelihood so for example I'll use my example of YouTube so I have a YouTube channel it's called Mama Furfer and as Matt will testify I still get negative comments as anyone would you've got an open forum so people can write whatever they want on your videos and I can easily have let's say a hundred positive comments and what will it be like there'll be one negative and it'll seem to sit in your brain you'll kind of focus on it somebody will say something daft that makes no sense it's not even talking about money and it will stand out amongst all those positive comments so what you'll find is anybody that puts themselves out there into the public domain and releases something or has an opinion is always going to get negative comments. You could be the nicest person in the world and people will just not believe that you can be that nice. Or you're you're after something, you're out to fool them in some way, right? Exactly. You're out to fool them, you're out to sell something, you want something from them rather than just being there for the sake of being there, to Mm. be helpful or useful. People always feel like there's there's something behind the scenes that you're (laughs) up to. Um, So yeah, you could be the nicest person in the world and you'll still get negative comments of people just being suspicious. And the thing about negative comments is that it says more about the person that's actually making those comments than it does about you. It's not about you. But it's really hard to get past that. So one of the reasons why it's looked at as that we take into account negativity more than positivity. It's just going way back to when we used to live in villages and when we didn't have the kind of world we have now. Mm -hmm. Now, good news was all very nice, but (laughs) who cares? It didn't save you. It didn't look after you. it, It wasn't that interesting. Whereas bad news needed to resonate, it needed to stick, and it needed action because who knew whether there was a bear or a tiger or whatever <laughs> or else coming. Or someone with a big stick, basically. Or someone else with a bigger <laughs> stick. 
So that's where your focus on negativity comes from. It's the self-preservation, mm. the looking after yourself and those around you. And therefore, it almost puts you into that fight or flight situation, mm. really alerts you. And then you have to ponder what that negative is and what action you're going to take to deal with it. So it sits, it resonates, and it just hangs around for a lot longer. And you can feel the weight of negativity, can't you? So I actually don't really look at the BBC website or news forums because I often find, as you said, the first thing that grabs your attention, we've obviously been through, we've dealt with a virus in the UK, we're still dealing with it. And every day, it didn't matter what was going on, there was some new factor figure, that something new negatively. And rightly so, it was a, a testing time, and it still is. But you couldn't help but your energy go down as a result. And that's why I kind of had to purposefully limit my information gathering skills where I might normally default, see what's happening in the, the money circles or the BBC or, or things like that. Really had to hone back because you can feel when something negative, it, it does lower your energy because I suppose you are actually preserving energy in a way. You're thinking about what is my next step got to be? I've got to react. And I think it all goes down to that subconscious part of your brain as we've touched upon, right? The whole point is, is to keep you safe from physical danger or, you know, some other kind of danger. So is this a danger long term to your livelihood? Is there a bigger stick coming down the line? Is it a bear? Or actually, is my kind of acceptance in the tribe um, under threat as well? So all such powerful things that really can still affect us and how we then have to deal with life. I think we also have an issue, not just with incoming information and having a bias towards it, but also our individual outputs. So most people seem to have an issue with sharing information, sharing praise and being positive to others, almost as if it takes something away from them mm. or it puts someone ahead. It's so the as lack a, mindset, I guess. It's, it's it? the lack mindset. And what you'll find is, for example, if you're doing a survey for something, mm. often you get them in workplaces. <laughs> you're more likely that if you're a little bit frustrated with something yep. to give it one in the scale of one to five or Can one I to ten. Can I share a story just as we dive in? So, Matt, I don't know if you've had this in workplace, but I, the corporation I work for, every single year we have this survey and we are absolutely, thankfully, prepped for the arrival in our inbox. The manager makes sure, our senior managers make sure we know this survey's coming. And you're right, what they do is they prep, I'm usually sure they prep ahead and anyone who has had issues, they make sure they don't click one with negative, <laughs> one out of ten to make sure. But you'll click one out of ten, even mm if you're lightly disgruntled whereas you just want to make a point whereas if you are delighted as you could possibly be with something mm, the chance of you ticking that you, you won't tick a, a 10 <laughs> you, you'll still go for an eight or nine <laughs> like there could be something better so you're more ready to click that one mm. than you are that Ooh, 10 that's an even fact. though your feeling about that 10 could be significantly bigger than mm. that one. So that's the interesting thing about negativity. You, you don't want to give out too much positivity, mm. so mm. you end up being a little bit more negative yourself, probably due to that lack mindset, mm. but also you receive negativity a lot more readily mm. and process it for a lot longer. Do you not also think there's a bit of a culture in the UK right now? They talk about the British culture is very laid back, a little bit negative, we like to moan. I feel like a lot of social media now it's almost celebrated that negativity. So, you know, I don't follow a huge number of people on my social media. The people I like to follow, I like to be uplifted by. But there tends to be a little bit of a common theme with a lot 
lot of mummies or parents who are on Instagram that they almost want to share all the bad bits rather than highlights. And I know it's equally imbalanced. It can be that your mind again is just drawn to the negativity. But do you think there's a culture where we celebrate negative rather than actually positive and the more common good things that happen? Well, I think that negativity gets more attention than positivity and the problem you have especially in social media is a lot of people's positivity is the snapshots in time Mm, a lot of the time it can be orchestrated and set up to Mm. look the best it possibly can and at which point that's out of reach for a lot of people so you can't resonate with it Mm -hmm. but as soon as you throw in a negative then it's something that that people can relate to. And also, I guarantee you, whoever's posting positive and good things, Mm. people looking at it saying, oh, damn them, that's their (laughs) highlight reel. I bet they're really not like that. I bet their body doesn't normally look like that. I bet you they're this type of person behind the scenes. Mm. So the fact is that regardless of whether you're positive or negative, you're going to get torn apart in a negative way anyway by people's opinions. Yeah, because you've got that whole plethora of people. But the other thing is, though, I do believe that the good points out with the bad points we've obviously got that common theme that life has many ups and downs but generally when you even look back on a day even though there might be some you know annoying moments with your kids or work generally things are in an equilibrium or a positive working in your favor so I think it's all very you know getting that standpoint taking a step back negative things can feel very weighty and heavy in your life but actually when you look back over the whole experience or the snippet of time it's actually because you're focused has been drawn on that one occasion so when you say that i agree 100 percent. it's one negative generally is worth 10 mm. 20 50 positives and even then the balance still doesn't quite fit mm. and i think a way of adjusting that and i think we need to go into how we adjust our mindset but the first step is spending more time on those positives yes so when you have a negative Let's say that you have a negative comment on YouTube. Okay. That will sit with you Mm. for a period of time. But I am getting better. You're getting better. Mm -hmm. And different people are more able to let these things wash over them than others. And it depends on the nature of the comment and everything else. Mm. But ultimately, something negative will sit with you for a lot longer mm. and I think it, it is because you know you're, you're frightened obviously your stature within a group of people you want to be seen as somebody that people like especially when you're putting content out so if somebody and sometimes the, the, the only negative comments are just really daft they don't make any sense and so actually because I'm now many years down the line in making content and this is also not the first job that I have actually or the first way of expressing myself where people have been critical so one of the jobs I've explained in the past so I've been in sales for 14 years so you get customers that like you and you get customers that don't it will be nothing to do with you as a person they just don't like your pricing they just don't like how you've written an email they don't like how you speak on the phone they don't like the way you speak they don't like the way you look and before that I was a cheerleading competitive cheerleading coach so actually criticism there was more it was that team versus team mentality you know you wanted to be number one and so another team would just not like you because you might have been better than them or you might win a trophy or something. So it was that inbred, just people criticising. And actually those experiences have actually made me more prepared for being on an open forum like the internet and making content. So the place I'm now at, in the past, it would have probably really sat with me and I would have tried to debate with the person or any of those kind of things. My mind now goes to, I'm, you know, it's, it's nothing I have really 
influence for that person. They're obviously triggered by something I've said or mentioned about money and it's their battle they're fighting. So I'm just the person who is the keyboard person at the other end. And it's helped me to take a step back and just go, you know what, I'm just going to hope the best for them. I hope they realise that they don't need to be negative in life to get places. They don't need to pull others down in order to lift themselves up. So it's been I'm actually really thankful for the experiences of having a little bit of criticism in my jobs, in my career path, because I actually think now I'm a better person at responding because I'm, you know, I'm fully aware you're not going to get everyone who likes you. And I think that's a bit naive if you do. But what it can be, you can say, okay, if I might not enjoy something, I'm going to make peace with it. And then you don't need to, there's a funny statement I read, actually, I think you'll like this. So sometimes I will get people who say, you know, oh, I I didn't like the ad at the start of your video, unsubscribe, unfollow, you know, really kind of like (laughs) make a statement like that. And you've got to chuckle. And there was a response on Instagram to somebody else had a really great comment like that. You know, this is ridiculous, unsubscribe the person wrote back and just said this is not an airport you don't need to announce your departure (laughs) I thought that was amazing absolutely if you're going to if you don't like someone unsubscribe unfollow move on because get peace back in your life and give peace back to the other person that you're criticizing so the interesting thing about those negatives is although you are definitely way better than you were Mm. and you had a lot of experience they'll still sit with you for maybe 10 minutes I would think that's but if it's really short is the emphasis yeah. I want to but go over it's really short that 10 minutes is still a lot longer <laughs> yep, waste than the energy. four seconds that as positive will sit with you for now to be fair you got an email the other day which was really nice and that sat with you oh that was a lovely email but that it? sat with you for a while but for the most part a two sentence comment that you can mm. receive that's negative can bother you for a short period of time mm. but a positive that's just as long mm-hmm. is there and gone and it's fleeting know, and yeah. you don't even recognize it was there so i think one technique that we could all do to change our mindset to change our focus on negativity is to actually settle on and spend more time mm. on those positives mm-hmm. let them linger let yourself absorb them and get better at just sitting with them and pondering them and appreciating them mm. and letting them sink in absolutely and that's something that i focus on we t- you know the name of this podcast is a prosperity project i mentioned some of my favorite books last week if you haven't listened to episode seven i think you're going to really enjoy it there's a couple of great books and i mentioned a book about prosperity which ultimately means the word prosperity means um, wealth health happiness it's all it's not just going after money that's what this podcast is hopefully giving you but in those particular books you will find the emphasis on gratitude gratitude is a great attitude to have as it always says and that's something that the past couple of months past year even I've been focusing I will get up and early in the morning before all you guys are up the four uh, three boys I was going to say four boys the three boys in the house my husband two boys the two cats are wandering around but we'll let them be and I will get up and I'll actually spend like maybe half an hour doing a gratitude list I will read something positive I won't look at the news I won't check my social media I will spend it in things that are going to uplift me and things ultimately that I know resonate truer with me than maybe the default oh you know we're in a tough time or you know things that are pulling me down things that are really going to lift my spirit up for the day and I've found it to be hugely beneficial and that's where like if somebody says a negative comment and I'm more likely to get it 
then you are just in the nature of the career and the role that I want to do to help people, to educate people. But I find though, it is so, so short term now when anyone does say it, you know, I, I could basically not check my comments if I wanted to ignore it altogether. And the worst thing that I do is maybe just delete them. You know, just don't give them the airspace, let them move on. But those techniques of writing a gratitude list as soon as you get up, reprogram your brain to actually remember the good things. Like look around your house, you've got four walls. Some people, you can go on news sites, some people haven't got food in their belly or four walls for their children to be safe. And so take a step back and remind yourself of the positivity, the good things. Even if it really feels tough, that one step every single day or as often as you can, can change your thought patterns and your life ahead. So the other thing you can do, especially when you're thinking about negativity towards yourself, is take the time to really have a good look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself about Ooh. who you are. Right. Really understand <laughs> that might be yourself. Painful. <laughs> it can be painful. Yeah. But if you're a bit of a douche, <laughs> that's a fair point. Actually, at least look if in the mirror. If someone's called you out, you should maybe embrace it. But also, if that's who you are, if you are irritable at three o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> or if you aren't very patient when you're driving, or mm. whatever it happens to be, as well as if you're caring and respectful, Absolutely. all the good, all the bad, really own up and own who you are mm -hmm. and then change it well, you're the only one who you don't have change to change it. that's the thing right so this isn't this conversation isn't about change mm -hmm. it's actually about just moving away from the negativity mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. it impacts mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. absolutely if you know that you get irritable at three o'clock <laughs> don't or, be around people at three or, or you know that you um are particularly bad at something and someone says hey you're rubbish at that mm -hmm. well it should hit you a lot less mm. if you already know that are aware of it mm -hmm. and either are comfortable with it or are working to adjust it absolutely but you don't have to change as an individual obviously if you've got negatives and you don't like them then you should but if you've got things which aren't ideal but actually they round out your character and mm -hmm. you're quite happy with them all you do is if you really own it believe it and are happy and comfortable with it and can accept it mm -hmm. No one can tell you anything worse than what you already yeah. say to yourself in, the, in your head. Absolutely. No one can put you down more or better than you can do to yourself. Yeah. And if you really own all these things and are truly honest about yourself to yourself, then people can't take you by surprise. People can't hit you with that emotional brick mm. of calling you something that you weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it's nice. Mm. But if no one can put you down harder than you can put yourself down, then in theory, you should be able to let the negative wash over you mm. a lot easier because it's nothing new. Yeah, it's a balance. I think you've got to limit it to the people who matter the most to you though as well. So like you were talking about looking in the mirror, if your close people that you love the most are suggesting that something maybe is pulling your character down. I think you've got to take an honest look at that. And obviously our automatic defense is to attack, to push away. But actually sometimes in those moments, the the less colorful, the less positive comments that actually would be in your benefit to embrace, it really depends who it's coming from, right? It really depends. I can separate the people on the internet because to me, they're not in my circle of importance. Whereas, you know, I've got you, the boys. If anyone said a comment, 
I have to you have to take it on board to some way you know they're thinking about your best interests at heart but the other thing is you know obviously we're talking about this negativity bias but how do we stop this or how do we stop allowing it to maybe consume so much of our energy and time when actually we want to focus more on the positive that's going to keep your spirits up and one of uh, another great thing to do here if you listen to Tim Ferriss Tim Ferriss is a very famous blogger and a long form podcaster his podcast Tribe of Mentors and he also has a Tim Ferriss show that regarded as you know some of the greatest in podcasts right now for many many years and he really struggled with that negativity bias over the years he made his money very quickly if you read the four hour work week his book about getting a four hour work week basically and then living freedom life the rest of the time he struggled then what to do with this time when people were criticizing and so he went right back to basics and recommended if you're struggling with you know people's negativity or negativity around you you can literally sit down and journal and get it all out of the way and then you're getting it out of your subconscious mind, but then the best thing you can do is even just tear it up and throw it away or look at it actually at face value and say, right, is there any real kind of truth here outside of maybe any high level emotional stuff that's written? Is there any truth that I could take and then shape my future days with? And the other thing is, well, when you're thinking about anything negative happening to you, his advice is just simply sit down again with a bit of paper and write a pro and a cons list for the worst case scenario. So often the negativity balance is bias is actually because you're assuming the worst could happen it's the anxiety and the fear so he says right okay take that imagery in your head sit down imagine it's happened and now actually what will the pros of that happening be if you can find any or then the negatives and how will you flip it around and what you actually find is when you look at a scenario happening it's your let's say the worst case scenario you take a step back and you go actually if that happened that means that I could then do this differently or then the other thing is well I wouldn't want to like maybe lose a a scenario lose friends or family but actually this would then bring another opportunity and you can even kind of work out a battle plan you know that's what ultimately the caveman the monkey brain is make sure you've got a battle plan to order to get out of this tricky situation so you actually could actually write down what would I do next would I you know if you lost your job during this couple of months well what's the battle plan well actually and losing my job even though it'd be incredibly painful I could then find a new job that I like better I could work different hours I could be with my family more I could start a business okay so all of these how could you do them and you see how it then becomes an opportunity rather than focusing on the negative and out of control you then take control over it as well so everything's about seeing the opportunity and then taking ownership of what that opportunity can provide. The challenge you've got, I think, especially with this negativity bias, is that a lot of people fail when they do something because they expect to fail. Mm. And if you go into something expecting to fail, if you go into your New Year diet, Mm -hmm. or if you go into going to look for a new job and hoping that's going to be better than the last one but not expecting it, then in all likelihood, you won't succeed. You'll get to that failure. And what you've done is proved that you're not likely to complete something, succeed in it, and therefore you're going to get that failure. You go in expecting to fail, and then you fail. And then what it does is it re-emphasizes. yep. And, and then you continue to think, well, every time I've tried something, I've not done well. So therefore, why would anything be any different? 
And I think what people need to do is recognize the successes they had. Reprogram your brain. And that's where you look at the gratitude. You look at spending more time on the good and actually taking a real good look where you have had success, mm-hmm. where you have made change, where you have seized opportunity, where yep. you have got those outcomes you're looking for in life, mm-hmm. no matter how big or small, and just really spending the time to look at them, to appreciate them, and to give yourself a pat on the back to yes. say, I did this, mm-hmm. I achieved this. It wasn't necessarily easy. Some things are easier than others. Mm-hmm. But also what might be easy for you and no big deal is probably something quite challenging for someone else out there. So it's that looking at yourself and saying, I've done a good job. I am capable of things. I can achieve things. And just spend that time looking at where you've had the success and allow yourself to absorb it and allow it to bed in so that you can be more comfortable with your ability to succeed. Absolutely. And the word, the key word that kept springing to mind there was self-sabotage, right? How often is that a default setting in relationships, new businesses, anything that requires you to stand out of your comfort zone? And really self-sabotage is faith in something going wrong. So that's what the two, the two sides of this equation are. Negativity bias is really, you've got more confidence in bad stuff happening than the confidence in good stuff happening. And what you actually want to do is it's easier to go down the road of, oh, well, it wasn't going to work out anyway. Oh, well, I wasn't meant to be with that person. Oh, well, might as well give up because you feel you've got evidence to support that more in your life. It actually takes more balls and more courage to say, wait a minute here. I'm going to assume the best picture for this outcome. I'm going to assume, like almost like a child, like our boys, they always assume like great things happen. They always assume, you know, they're going to get a great dinner, hopefully. They always assume that they're going to have really great days and have lots of fun. Go back to that state. So rather than the nature being, oh, well, nothing ever happens to me. Excellent. That thought in your head, you will get more evidence of. If you never get a job, I never get the job I want. I'm always underpaid. Excellent, there you go. You've got more evidence of that. Wait a minute, I could flip this and it's going to take more courage to believe in it. It's going to take a lot more work. It's going to take a lot more overriding what I think is going to happen. But if I just grab on and believe this, what happens if it actually turns out to be right? What happens, you know, if I get that positivity bias now moving forward? And that can be really scary. And I think that's something a lot of us lack is the commitment and the trust element in the positive and some way the grit. You know, we've been talking about this fitness challenge that we've been doing, Hard 75, mentioned in a couple of podcasts and on the Kempson House channel, our YouTube channel. But really, it's a testing grit, isn't it? We're in the fight. Well, you finished yours. I've just finished this. mine, <laughs> which, yeah, it's done. You've got <laughs> we'll one more We'll talk about day. it on the Kempson House YouTube channel. And I've got one day left to do of mine. But essentially, it's been a test of grit. And it's been, you know, even if you didn't want to go out in the rain, you were going for a walk. Even if you didn't want to exercise, you were still exercising every day. Even if you didn't want to drink a gallon of water, you were still doing that. And I think it's, again, it's the same grit you need to get back to positivity bias. And the thing is, the moment that you try with one thing, so let's, for example, say um, if we've got a particular goal that we want to achieve for the house or, you know, we want to save up for a new car or, or just anything in life, having that goal, that positivity bias, then pulls you towards even more good in your life. I think really the two words that you need or the two little phrases are I can and I will. Absolutely. If you believe that you can and anybody can do anything, 
It doesn't mean that you can be necessarily the best in the world at it. Mm -hmm. Anybody can run 100 meters. <laughs> Not everybody can run 100 meters in under 10 seconds. No. <laughs> but everybody, okay, within reason, everybody <laughs> can go 100 meters distance Absolutely. at a pace that challenges them. And also everybody can start with that distance at whatever their mm. default speed is and increase and improve their pace. Yes. And all you need to say is, I will to make it happen. Mm -hmm. The I can is a given for most people on most things they want to do in life. The can is there. Mm. It's within your grasp, it's within your power. It's about being positive and being committed and having that grit and a determination. Mm -hmm. And that determination then gives you I will. Absolutely. And if you firmly believe that you will, then you you really will. Mm. What you can't do is put yourself a silly timeline or a silly goal on it that's not achievable. You can't say, I'm going to run a world record 100 meters <laughs> or I'm going to run 100 meters. If I'm running at, let's say, 30 seconds for the time now, mm. that in three weeks time, I'm going to do it in under 10 seconds. Yeah. You have to be realistic. But I can and I will in the right kind of boundaries is all you need. Absolutely. To get you doing whatever you want to, achieving everything that you want to achieve. Absolutely. And you can feel the emotion and passion just with going the positivity bias rather than the negativity. And that's what I can just really emphasize. In every situation in life, it ultimately comes down to your decision-making process. So whatever new information you receive or any goals you have or anything that comes up in your daily life, you've got a decision in that moment. Am I going to default to maybe the easier thing, which is negativity to keep me safe? Not in, you know, I'm in my comfort zone. I don't need to do anything. I can just maintain the same or am I going to default now to actually the better path the positivity bias and it's going to take hard work it's going to take grit but what you find is like any muscle like any new pattern like a new way of eating or a new way of exercising the first time really is tough second time's really tough third time's really tough but actually you get to this beautiful bit in the middle when it becomes easier and easier until it's just habit and that is what you do and really the results you can get are totally outstanding so that's what i'll really emphasize the strategies here how do you overcome negativity bias well first of all you've got to then go towards the positivity bias do things like getting a bit of paper getting the thoughts out of your head your subconscious thoughts put them down on paper diffuse them in some way and also look at them logically even get somebody else's opinion on it take the step back and then think about being grateful for what you have in life right now the brilliant saying that always goes around is what you're thankful for now you then get more and more of so for example if I'm thankful for a cup of tea if Matthew makes me one once a day I might even get one a couple of days in a row I might even get two that day you never know right um I think your wishful thinking is a little bit misplaced <laughs> well that's the hope so what you praise you usually encourage more of so go down that route it really does then change what you can achieve and also how quickly you can actually see the positivity then become your default pattern. So the thing you have to remember, if you want to change your mindset from a negativity mindset, a negativity bias, which is the default, which is what everybody has and what we all resonate with, it will take work, it will take effort, it will take time to adjust that. You actually have to actively change what you do, change your focus, spend that time thinking about the positive, allowing it to linger for longer in your head and you have to work on it. 
It doesn't happen by itself. The same as if you want to change your body shape or you want to educate yourself more or you want to move up the corporate ladder or you want to build a side hustle. All of these things, in order to, I would suggest, make yourself a better person, all of these require time, frequent effort, and that grit to keep on doing it and to keep on practicing until it becomes second nature and until it becomes something that you just do all the time and you override those built-in and those historically built situations and mindsets that you had. Absolutely. So it's absolutely okay to have that negativity bias, but in the split second after it, you can flip and make positivity your new bias. So I really hope today's episode, this has been episode number eight, has helped you, has inspired you for the week ahead. We would love especially if you have got any themes or any topics you'd love us to cover on the Prosperity Project, why not send us an email at prosperityproject at mamafarfar.com. Remember also you've got a couple of ways to tune in to see life behind the scenes of the podcast you've got our family channel the Kempson House on YouTube and also my finance and investing channel which is called Mama Furfur on YouTube if you fancy also checking out my book it's called The Master Money Blueprint and you can find that on Amazon Kindle or paperback store but we've really enjoyed this chat today I hope it's inspired you and I hope you've got some strategies that you can implement and see some change in how your default patterns might have been it kept you safe it's now time to test it the other way and overcome those so thank you so much for listening. I've been Jennifer. And I've been Max. And this has been The Prosperity Group.